All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. This is episode number 52. Joining me today is Royce Foyer. That's me. I uh, want to introduce a little, little context for, for the people uh, home listening and, and watching right now who don't know who you are. Which is I think just about, about everybody. I think about you as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, we, we go back to the Reno days before we're currently, we're in Los Angeles currently. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know what I was realizing today before you came here, I was doing chores and I put on a 2012 playlist because I love music from 2012. I think it was a great year for music. Hot take Carly Rae Jepsen, you know, Tao Cruz. I think it was his name. Dynamite. I think that was that year. And if it wasn't, whatever, LMFAO. So I was like, I get put in this place with this music of my third year of college and how excited I was to be leaving my current job because I was going to have an internship that summer working at a mine, a true gold mine, which is where I would eventually be a roommate. And that was that semester, the first time I ever met you. So considering the current time now, if I calculated correctly, we've known each other 10 years. It's been 10 years? 10 years. And that's when it hit me before you came here. And 10 years ago is right when I started to get my depression. So things are lining up with meeting you and getting... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not depressed. (laughs) But I should be. A lot of cool kids now are getting depressed. And I kind of feel left out because... I see everybody has, everybody's talks about their therapist and their mental health problems, and I don't have any of that. And I want to know, how do I get in this realm? Because I'm feeling left out. I'm mentally healthy. I'm happy. I'm energized. Mm. And I just, I think something's wrong with me. So I think maybe you're just in a good place, and it's uh, it's okay to be where you are and who you are. Let's just accept. It's good to hear that that you're, that you're doing good, and yeah. it's happy to happy to hear that you're doing well, and uh, <laughs> and maybe you'll get there one day. But for now, we can only um, hope. For now, just kidding. For now, Careful Royce is you. also a comedian. Um, <laughs> stand. No, all right. <clears throat> I just stand up and take over. Yeah, exactly. No, it's so fine. What's the, so what's the deal with this podcast? What's the deal with Eddie's podcast? Yes. No. All right. I'm I'm trying to re-foundationalize our conversation. Yes. That would be my fault. That might happen a few times, no, that's too. That's great. So I'm currently in your space. Thank you for having yeah. me over. Welcome to my humble Adobe. Yes. It's great to be here. It's great it's, to I have think you. it's our second time hanging out in Los Angeles. It is. It is our second time hanging out. It's very since exciting. Since I moved here. Since you've moved here, too. Since we've both moved here. Yeah. From Reno. We were college buddies. Mm-hmm. That's right. We didn't, we didn't quite clarify. Okay, we'll do a lot of clarifications here. Yeah, let's do um, it. Before we do that, do you want to... Is there... I we're talking about this off camera. So as far as introducing, how do you when you introduce? Okay, you're here in Los Angeles to pursue film. Yeah, as am I. Yeah, uh, I script supervise and I'm uh, and I pursue directing and yeah. all that kind of stuff and yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Who who's who's Royce? Who's Royce? Well, there is a lot of discovery period happening right there, and so for anybody else out there who is 
far graduated from college, depending what you consider far graduated. But if you're out there and you've graduated college, it's okay to have discovery for a while. There are people in their 40s, 50s, and beyond who are still like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Um, I knew when I was in Reno, though, that I just wanted to be in film slash television media. What, what, you know, we'll use film as the all-encompassing word, right, for television, shows, you know, whatever kind of digital media uh, form there is out there. I just knew I wanted to be involved in it. I really loved doing it. And so I moved out here and I said, you know, I directed things in Reno. I wrote things in Reno and it was a very fun time. I got to make my own things. I was fortunate to have access to resources, which I kind of put myself in a position to have access to resources because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I finally moved out to LA knowing that this is where I wanted to be. And I, I came out here not knowing what I wanted to do. I was like, do I want to be a camera person? Maybe I like flying the drone because I have a drone. I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. And I constantly find myself in this tug of war. And tell me at home if you've had this too, of there's what I want to do pulling on one side and there's I want to make money pulling on the other side. And um, I mean, and when I say make money, I don't mean like I want to make mil- I mean, I want to make millions, but I mean, the, there's a... Talking there's, about cons- the, the freelance life versus a consistent income not even life? Like, it's more of just like... <clears throat> like day job? Versus- yeah, it's kind of like... like I've been PAing a lot, especially when I moved out here. You know, I dropped the ego. I'm not, I don't call myself a director. And it took me, a, it took me up until recently to, to outwardly tell people like, yeah, I think I want to direct because everybody and their mom wants to direct, it feels like in LA. And so, um, and, and so I just kind of didn't want to be part of, I, I felt not like I was too good for that crowd, but I felt like I was just being another number right? And I didn't want to come off like that. And I wanted things to kind of fall in my lap uh, to uh, in, in terms of what it was I was going to do. And then I was like, you know, maybe this is what I want to do. But there's also the side of me that's like, you know what? Grips make pretty good day rates. Maybe be a grip. And I'm not saying I'm doing that anymore, oh, okay. but grips and electrics on film sets are just like, there's this path of the, the path of least resistance to pursue anything higher than PAing to make better money, right? Because it's tempting. It's like, hey, if you want to start gripping, if you want to start being a set dresser, which I mean, I don't mind doing any of that. I'm not saying that's not good work because that's hard work and and I respect it. But is it what I want to do? Is it what's going to fill the hole that I moved to LA to fill? Uh, Maybe I do need a therapist. Um, Maybe this is it right here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Um, So do I pay you after? Um, And if so... We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but but going but but I digress. If if it if moving to LA was to fill a hole, what exactly happens next? And I'm still figuring it out. But I directed in Reno. I wrote stuff in Reno. Yeah. Here I've mainly just PA'd. I did coordinate on a big show recently, which was which is pretty cool. Um, I'm probably going to start seeing some more coordinating work come up. And again, that's part of that pull. Like I can start doing coordinating jobs. Is that going to take me to where I want to be? I don't know. Do I want to make my own stuff eventually? Probably. But I don't know exactly what that's going to be. Did that answer the question? Did Was that a little long-winded? No, long-winded is great. I think you may have answered the question. Mm-hmm. You I'm can reiterate. Sure. If... I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> I would just try. Yeah, the initial question was, who is Royce? 
<laughs> yeah, we never got around to that. Who is he? But yeah, you said you're 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 outwardly seeking. You're yeah. open to paths. You're, yeah. You know, we went to that. We went to a stand up comedy night. That was the first time we hung out, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed doing that uh, with you. And so, who is Royce? Um, why does that Why does that matter? Is because Royce is someone who wants to be back out, probably in the world, entertaining people. Um, and making, I love making people laugh who does unpopular opinion there. I love making people laugh. And I, I, it's not an opinion, opinion, unpopular take, (laughs) unpopular take, um, (laughs) not an opinion. Also, I'm, uh, bad with words. I've realized that recently, but, um, no, I'm, I just, I like making people laugh. I like entertaining people and how I'm going to do it. I don't know. So who am I? I'm just trying to make it and figure out. Yeah, no, for sure. Because when uh, again, when I think about you, I think about the guy you just described—the the making people laugh, the entertaining, st- the 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 filmmaker brain, the creative idea guy. Yeah. Like you're a creative, just funny dude that makes awesome stuff. And I was always, Thank I know, you. yeah. So I know that w- trying to imagine you coordinating, I'm like, who, who what, how? <laughs> I have a I have a fun time, and I'm good with logistics. Listen, here's the other thing about you and me. And anybody else who might feel this way, you and I have engineering backgrounds. Yes. That is right-minded. And now we are working in a left-minded field. So not to like brag, but we have both competency proven on the right side of our brains, and we have accomplished stuff that uses the left side of our brains. Now, I don't know how scientific it is left and right side of brain, but that's those seems those seem to be the ends of the spectrum. You have creative, and then you have kind of technical. I don't. I th- I like playing with numbers. I like coordinating. I like doing that stuff that doesn't fill the hole that I'm come here to f- fulfill, but it does also make good money, and I and, do enjoy. And you're good at it. I would think I'm okay at it. I've only done really kind of the one job, but um, but I, in order to get to those creative roles, what do I need? to do to get there, right? In order to become a director, in order to become a producer, how do I get there? Yeah. And I think you kind of, you kind of mentioned it a little bit too, where like you said, just recently you've been open to voicing the fact that there is a want outside of the thing. Like, I think that's the magic, the magic sauce, if you will. Yeah. Um. The opinion, maybe, maybe that's the opinion. Maybe. See, I don't know how to use or the word. It, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what just that means. It's a callback. Um, but yeah, I think that's, the, yeah, no, for sure. Being on set and just voicing, hey, I love what I'm doing. I think we're doing great stuff. And I like being a part of this team. And also I have dreams of, I would love to work with you. And in the, like, no, yeah. like I want to be like, I know I'm not there yet. I'm still new to LA. I'm getting my footing, but like direct, you know, I know you want to be a director too. Oh, it's, see, and I was, I know I get it. You yeah. know, it's funny. I was on set. I was on a set yesterday. I was PAing on a set yesterday. Nice. And somebody asked me the same question. Like, what do you guys eventually want to do? And I told them the same answer. I realized, man, this is like kind of, I told them, I said, I'm just reali- realizing that I, I'm, I'm okay with saying, yeah, I want to direct. But I also realize that everybody and their mom wants to direct. And one of the things that's making me confident in saying that is because a lot of these other cats I see out here, and I'm not calling anybody out, who want to direct, which, good for them, but they've never done anything before. And you, and ha- you have. I, I have. And it's been a while, but I have done it, and it was um, I I have a portfolio of things that I've directed and written, 
and produced and made. And it's like, wow, I, I mean, that was my hesitancy when I moved here to L.A. Because LA, I was, I don't want to say I was a big fish in a small pond in Reno, but I was a fish that outgrew its pond, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And I knew coming to L.A., which is a much bigger pond, how big of a fish am I compared to other fish, right? So I was very, very cautious about walking around and then marketing myself as I'm a director. When it's like, okay, well, what do you what do you have to, to prove? And I have a portfolio, but at the same time, how are things done on the bigger sets? How are things, you know, organized? And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I'll just PA for a while, which I was fine with because I needed to make money anyway. I needed to make contacts, establish a network. So that was kind of my my goal. And then as things went on, I would be able to maybe see different roles and say, okay, this is what I want to do. And that did help. I mean, I know I don't want to be a camera person anymore. I mean... God bless the camera crew, but I'm just bored of it. You know, I've done, I know camera stuff enough, not, not mm-hmm. to the geekiness that they probably know it, which a uh, respectful way, not a, not a, sure. not a, I'm going to hang you from the flagpole way geek, but um, that's, that's like not my interest. Sound isn't my interest. I'm glad I know how to do it. Gripping isn't necessarily my, in- like, and when I say interest, I mean fulfilling that hole. So yeah, yeah, putting stuff together and building building stuff isn't really where. Yeah, and yeah, in the camera, I I I, I uh, feel very similarly to all of all of that. But it was good. I needed I needed that time to PA and be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. But again, if you know any camera jobs, anybody out there it pays a five hundred dollar a day day rate, okay, uh, I can do it. Just so you know, and I'll do it for a while. And I'm worried that's what's going to happen too. Is I was like, all right, I'll do this coordinating gig, but just that. And after that, I'll start doing my own stuff. And then fast forward 10 years and I've never made my own stuff. And yeah. I'm concerned about that. Okay. So I'm happy you're here because this is the first time I've gotten to really do something creative on our, on my own. Yeah, I'm happy. Since moving to LA. I'm happy to be an accountability guy to check in and be like, hey, are you making, Royce, are you making stuff yet? Yeah, please do that. And then, and then I'll uh, have the same answer. Yeah. No, I hope not, though. We'll see. Did well, that answer your question? Yeah, it was great. I? It was great. I'm trying to figure it out. I know. Okay. Sorry. I was going to poorly segue into another topic. Okay. Poorly <laughs> we'll, segue. We'll, we'll get we'll get into... Uh, I just wanted to make sure I checked that box. No, Who's it's great. It's a, I don't you're, It's a great box. Yeah, you checked it. It's okay. Good. You did a good. Yeah. Good work. Awesome. <gasps> I, wanted to, I, I meant to bring this up f- sooner. This is just to get something off my box to check, but I want to talk about my new shaved head. That's currently being stricken by these lights, and yeah, it's a nice glare on the top of probably it. Probably yeah. a shimer. It's, uh, it's, it the, it's zebraing on the camera. It looks great on camera. <laughs> yeah. See, I just had him do a snot <laughs> right there. That's how, if anyone's like, is he funny? I'll just say, I mean, he's, he's yeah, it's not. laughing it up. Um, so I, we, you, we, talk, we talked about it very briefly. Your shaved and, head is, I think, symbolic. And I of think what? of a new beginning. It's a new chapter. Yeah. New when cha- did you start growing your hair out? When was the last time you got a haircut? Uh, I know technically I got a I got a trim earlier, like midway last year. Like though. an inch or two? Yeah. That doesn't count. Okay. Two years. That's what I'm talking about. Think back two years ago, 2020, right before we went into lockdown. Correct. And that's that's what we're talking about. This haircut is a new beginning for Eddie and the world. We are 
moving on, right? And we are we are picking up where we left off. And I like this. I like that you cut it because you're no longer holding on to that horrible past of times mm. that we lived in. Mm. Mm. I like that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of people, I know, um, I guess I wanted to answer some, uh, what are they called? Frequently asked questions. Yeah. Because this is, this is still new. Today is Saturday. All day. When did I shave my head? Thursday? Thursday. Tuesday? Thursday? You shaved. No, I, I put out a video on Wednesday. Yeah, so it had revealed. Been Tuesday. So it was a Thursday prior. It's been a little over oh, a week. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I, sh- I had to do it, and then I had to right. shoot, and then I had to whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the standard responses is like, oh my, it's like, no, you can't cut long hair. Like, I don't, I'm sure people freak out about the idea of you cutting your hair. I don't know if that's a thing if, or how you feel, but, um, yeah, well, yes, but that's also because I have hair that was blessed by God himself. I mean, he really took his time. My hair, my hair was good too. Your hair was nice. You know, when you have to (laughs) walk through an apartment and you're checking off all the things of like how is how is the state of the floors how is this you know how is the condition of the kitchen and then there's uh very poor poor fair nice very nice is this when you like get a new apartment and you're any apartment yeah right i don't you're at nice okay i'm there's a category above very nice that only i fit in and that's where i'm at The, the the blessed by god yeah, I just it's imagine kind of like this is how I imagine it. Let me let me take you into my mind for how I imagine Please. it. The humans are getting made on a on like a big factory line before they get sent into the chute and then they come to the earth and they're born. That's how I imagine it. And like, you know, you have the angels, one guy's putting on a nose. It's like an old Ford factory kind of assembly line. One angel's putting on the noses, here's a nose, oh, here's okay. a nose. The other angel's putting on the ears, one's one puts on hair and you know and I imagine, you know, one of these, they, they come out, kind of, everyone's kind of the same, and then they just kind of like grab a nose from the box, grab grab some eyes, grab a mouth. And yeah, um, yeah. I imagine these humans are coming through, and then God's just like inspecting with his checklist. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he's like, you know what? Let me get in there. And he pulled one out. And he's like, let me work on the hair on myself, like uh, uh, myself. And... He used his creative ability to get through everything, all of his God powers into it and put it back on the conveyor belt and then said, send it away. Sent it away and here I am. Um, so it's just a random selection yeah. process. I have been blessed. <laughs> but you Randomly also chosen. had nice hair, I guess, too. It was all right. Maybe Michelangelo or, no, not Michelangelo, Michael. Michael. I said Michelangelo because I was thinking of the finger pointing. He did Michael. Did Michelangelo do that one with the I fingers touching? The fingers almost touching. Yeah. But you had nice hair, too. But let me ask you something. Does your neck feel a little bit more free now that you've cut your hair? I wouldn't say free. I don't know. Are I you, don't know. You, are you chillier? It's just, no, I don't know. The answer is no. I didn't live with it long enough to really, uh, and then I had it up most of the time anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. The answer is no, it's not chillier. It's fine. My neck's doing great. Okay. But I think about, I don't know what I think about is, okay, I'm trying to circle back to yeah, what I was circle trying back. to say. Your hair is blessed. Yes, we went on that detour. Okay, back to 
You said it, not me. <laughs> um, people ask why. When people see a shaved head, oftentimes there's thought of like, does something traumatic happen? And is are you going? Are you okay? How insensitive was... <laughs> am I to not even ask that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you. I loved your answer much more. I think the assumption of is something okay? is terribly wrong is a uh it's like wait what do people am i am i on the verge of like going crazy are you in chemo no it's no that's it's, well the beard's still here i don't know if maybe if the beard was i don't know how it works okay good um, point good point i still have See, a beard. i knew i didn't need to ask that question so i'm like no this was a part of the plan like a year into having long hair i had decided that at the end of this run whenever that may be i'm gonna i'm not gonna try to do like a I'm just going to say goodbye to all of it was a decision that I had made primarily because of my family history and the the men in my family uh, lose their hair is oh. like, you know, like it's just runs in the family. A lot of oh, okay. V Hills, a lot of the V Hill family. Okay. Uh, I want to just kind of get ahead of it and own it early on. Oh. Was, was another big part of like, well, the long hair was great. It's time for I'm a surprised new. surprised when I saw how long you grew that. It was down to, was down it was to like chest, chest, yeah, chest. That's yeah. about how long mine gets when it's at its length. I just cut mine like a trim. Um, you notice these sides here? Yeah, they look right? clean. Looks That's, clean. They, they went a little higher than I wanted them to. It's pretty high. But yeah. Um, but are you? Well, let me ask you this, Eddie. Have you thought about just for men or the other? hair retain, retention alternatives that uh, what's the one on youtube a lot of people push keeps keeps um the answer is no why not try it why not wait you try it if it works you have a before and after photo and you get to them pitch, to sponsor to the, the podcast it's an idea it's a good idea uh, i've heard of keeps from other podcasts i'm sure no 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 i'm uh, no I'm promo much, code much, eddie v I much prefer, uh, no, I'm good. But you're fine. Get, I mean, yeah, listen, great. if you're fine with that, I'm happy for you. I think that's great. I just wasn't sure if you were yeah. suggesting. It could be a fun experiment it to see how it works maybe. on, But but you're just getting ahead of it, so. Yeah, I'm good. just good. Yeah. Are you going to keep, now how long are you going to go before you cut it again? How long do you let well, that? Well, it's similar to beard maintenance. For all the for all the guys out there, you understand that beards grow. Um, News at to a, me at a varying rate, depending on I think it's by how manly you are. Is the how? Uh, I always thought it was water <laughs> and sunshine, but I could have it, who knows on that. I don't know what it is, but I'm still feeling that out. So I've I know I've gone and done the done the thing a few times already. I mean oh, okay. like every three or four days I'm how like, close are you? Are you at a number one? Are you at a zero? I have the one on there, yeah. You have the one. What so yeah. when did you last do this? Uh maybe a couple days ago. A couple days ago. Okay. So yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to feel that out and see if I want it shorter, want it longer, but either way this is this is and this you're is, happy this is here and to you're stay. content with it. Yeah, and I, so I appreciate so it. So and you have no choice, I guess. <laughs> if you so get used to it. I do have a choice currently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. So, uh, how how <laughs> soon are you? Ex- were you expecting for it to just go sayonara? I know. I know. I've been asked that question as well. My answer last time was, 
I imagine like 40, it would be like 0% chance. Okay, of, so next year. So, I'm just kidding. Uh, so next year. So I was like, you know, I don't have uh, less than 10 years easy. Like if I made it that far, I'd be surprised. So yeah. like my dad is doing just fine, kind of. Like he's, you know, he's doing okay. My grandfather went to shaved head really early on <laughs> in his life. So he's been bald for like as long as I've known him. Um, And then I've had like other cousins and stuff that have pulled the plug on there. Mm-hmm. on their stuff and they go they go with the 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 razor the the straight the straight yeah clean. would you ever consider that i don't like it no i don't like it okay well i was i would consider it the answer is yes i would consider it mm-hmm. i don't like it well on them i don't want it i don't want that i don't know if this is true or not but i'm gonna say it anyway to make sorry, you feel sorry, better cousins but <laughs> supposedly there is more testosterone and which is what leads to hair loss. That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to say it anyway, hoping that maybe it makes you feel manlier as you put it earlier. Uh, Sure. No, there's no, uh, you know, biology has its, has its plan. Mm -hmm. Life has its plan. So now my things are what they are. My dad had what's called yarmulke syndrome. Um, oh, you, no. where you have the yarmulke on for too long and it, you get a bald spot, right? Is that, kind of is that a true, is that really, in, is that a thing? In the back of your head. No, it's, it's the, it's a joke he would make. It's okay. not really yarmulke. Sin- I mean, yarmulke syndrome just means you're going bald, but your yarmulke would be. And if you don't know what a yarmulke is, um, you're very uncultured, um, and you need to pull out Google, type in yarmulke and you'll see. The Jews. I think once they see it, they'll know. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, that's a, yeah, I didn't know yeah. what it was called. I've seen it. Yeah. Maybe. So we are, we are of the tribe and that would be part of his joke. So anyway, but that, so until that happens, you know, I'm rocking it. Well, cause they say, I don't know, not to be, I don't want to talk about hair too long here, but um, <laughs> they say that the, it's the mom's side that, carries the genes so talking about your me talking yeah my mom i don't yeah okay so i brought up my dad that was kind of irrelevant as well yeah um who knows whatever disrespectful to your dad i set you up i set you up i apologize that's pretty unfortunate for him sorry you have to hear that eddie the fourth eddie number four yeah it's true there's really five of you yes (laughs) yes wow yeah, I don't remember you. There's no I just like how you said. I wasn't laughing at the fact that there was five of you. I'm laughing at how you how you responded. Yeah, yeah. There the was yes. the hesitancy. The I'm yeah, like, the very soft yeah. yes. Well, I was thinking more so about how uh, last year Eddie Jr. <clears throat> passed away. Finally, at a, that's number two. He, he made it. Yeah, he was junior number two. He passed away at a hundred. That's your great grandfather. Great grandfather, yeah. So there's wow. four Eddies coexisting on this earth. If you at one time, if you had, I worked at Domino's. I think I hit you up. I worked, yeah. was working at Domino's during the pandemic, there's and another, I saw a, a V Hill, and I asked you if you had anybody, but that was that was non related. If you had a son, you would name him Eddie V Hill. The current plan is. <clears throat> To not have a son? If I had a son, 
uh, I would be honored and uh, <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> what would you name him? What are you? What no, if- I love the. I don't know. There's the. It's kind of almost like a joke at this point. Like, like who would name like, Eddie? Like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Did <laughs> you naming naming my son Eddie number six is kind of like. It's almost like doing it as a joke. It's like, haha, look, you have the sixth name. Good luck dealing with that kid. Like, it's, it feels kind of almost mean, but almost kind of like, for some reason, Eddie's love passing on there. I don't know. I kind of want to do it. You could always, you could have waved that in front of your dad when you were younger, too, if he was like. But I loved it. Yeah. I am, I embraced it. I mean, I don't know. I, no, but I mean, like, if he, but if he was like, you know, if you weren't getting your way, you'd just be like, that's it. I'm not naming Eddie number six, Eddie oh. number six. Oh. You're going to ground me? That's fine. Say goodbye to this name forever. Right. You know, I don't know. Um, but that's, that's that, you know, the other way I look at it is like when you're, when you're saving a document and it's like Eddie one, save. And then you have to make some changes, Eddie two. So you're Eddie, Eddie five. So instead of Eddie six, wouldn't it be funny if you just named him Eddie Final in capital letters? Eddie Final. And then he names his son Eddie Final Final. Eddie Final oh, for you. real. Dot JPEG. I, I don't like that one. You don't want to? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't either. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it's just this idea that went through my oh, head. That's a good idea. I think. I just imagine you know, I just imagine a series of files, like all on the desktop. I hear just, you. I you know, hear you. You accidentally print out Eddie 6 when you meant to print out Eddie 8. It is important to get the bad ideas out there, too. You, we don't know when the good idea is going to come, so just yeah. getting, getting it all out. It's very important. All right, here's the good idea. Don't breed at all. Okay. <laughs> oh my god it's so mean but i sometimes can't help um no but it, you would have you would name your you would name I, I, I really sense. i really like the idea yes let me throw something back at you yeah, if you don't it. mind yeah i like <clears throat> talking <laughs> how do you feel about um again assuming i breed and bear a child <laughs> you know that thing where you throw up a little in your mouth yeah i saw that yeah um and <laughs> and what if I named my daughter Eddie? That's what, and that was I was gonna ask you, you that. I was gonna f- say, what if you only had a daughter? How do you feel about a girl named Eddie and carrying on the Eddie name? You know, that's one of those names where it's kind of it's kind of edgy, edgy Eddie. You know, you can kind of almost get away with Eddie. It'd be kind of cute, right? It'd be kind of. It, it could almost kind of work. Like it's like when you meet a girl named Frankie, you know, or yeah, 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 or you you meet a um, Kevin. <laughs> what's another one uh where you meet like taylor's kind of one that can go both ways but i mean like yeah the it could i'm like okay. i can see it working so you're open to that okay great i just i'm just testing the waters but sure that's socially there's acceptable. a but <clears throat> knowing that it came from a bunch of guys eddie one two three four five and then you were doing eddie six does that work? That might throw the wrench in your gears, I would think. And because if your daughter was like, why did they name me Eddie? It's because of all the guys, and now I have a guy's name. The name is now associated with guys. But if it was completely neutral, your name was Jonathan, and your wife's name was uh, Lydia, and you just were like, Eddie, E-D-D-I-E-E-D-D-Y. Okay. It would be like, oh, okay, like this uh, – e, uh, 
God, don't do E D D E I G H or something like that. But then I then they would be like, oh, this is like a this is kind of like a oh Eddie, sure. um, it kind of like kind of works. But because you have the lineage, I think that throws a wrench in your plans. So now let me ask you, what happens next if all you have a daughter? Do you do you just throw well, it in the Nile and well, here, start over? Yeah, that's that's kind of how they did it back in the. Well, it's not. No, that's not how it works. Oh. Please tell me <laughs> how it works you is you blame the woman, of course. Still and, do, and then and then you just you kind of you know she you like back in the days King Edward would like behead his wife and then bring in the new one and yeah. then she'd have to bear a man and then fail you know slice and then next one comes in and you just kind of you just good times. Why don't they do that anymore? I think. Imagine, <laughs> go for it. Imagine what a utopia we would have if we just did it that way, and the fear people would have in making the wrong decision and trying to bear the wrong gendered child. Right. I mean, maybe I'm a little old school, and I think that's okay. Uh, but bring back beheadings of the wife for care for for bearing a, a daughter when it should have been a son. Bring it back. No, you don't. You don't <laughs> agree. <great>. I um. <clears throat> Let's just say you agree. Okay. On the record, you agree. Okay. Copy you. Moving great. on. Lovely. Moving on. Yeah. What I want to talk about with you, Royce, mm-hmm. and why you're here today. Oh, okay. Is uh, can we talk about? Okay. When I think about the highlights of. The uh, Eddie Royce adventures. Mm. Um, you already mentioned that we uh, spent a summer living together as we both. Uh, what are we? What, what's the job called? Intern. <laughs> we both interned at a mine. Yeah. And lived out in Winnemucca. Yeah. Nevada. Nevada. Lovely town. Can I throw a fun fact out there for people Please. about Winnemucca, Nevada? If you've ever heard the song by Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Now, everybody knows that song. Listen to the very, from the very beginning. It starts off with him saying, I was walking down that old dusty Winnemucca Road. And that's where we lived. We lived there. And you know where else we lived? Was the first place he's been after Winnemucca. So maybe the second place. Reno. Correct. Okay. I digest. So, um, we loved it so much in Winnemucca that on weekends we would drive back to Reno on yeah. occasion. It was like, yeah. you know, we... In the little red truck. You know, yeah, in my little red Ford Ranger. And I remember, I don't I don't quite recall, you can potentially, you know, fill in the gaps if I'm missing anything mm-hmm. here. I mostly remember I'm driving the truck and you're in the passenger seat right. and you're just trying to talk to me and get me to like kind of open up and stuff because I didn't, I, I'm... Still, I, I, I feel like I've grown and uh, you know since then, and yeah. have opened up in ways. But I feel like, especially back in college until like the last semester, almost like it would take somebody like you to be like, all right, let's talk. What What do you want to do? What do you, like you really, you really pried hard on like what yeah. do you want to do? Yeah. And I finally mentioned somehow like the dream is like I want to go to LA and. Uh, and be in a film I think initially I want to be an actor I just want to be in film too similar to your thing and uh, you had voiced the 
you had the same uh, aspirations, and it was kind of uh, weird happenstance there on on all of that. I can fill you in on a detail you're missing. Please, but continue. I'll do that. In okay. A second. So I was going to fast forward to. Um, Again, I don't, there's gaps here. I, I remember that you were the one. I don't know if you're already working on stuff at that point or if you're already making stuff yeah. or what the case was. But for my memory, I wanted to just get experience and explore that world. And you were doing it at a time when I was wanting to do it. So I was like, oh, my gosh, Royce. I want to be working with Royce. I want to like Royce is so funny. Royce is so cool. He's making such great stuff. And I just want to like be like I want to like I wanted to be brought into the house of Royce and um, just yeah. get some experience and such. And I remember like you were working on sets, and I'm just like, how do I how do I do it? How do I get on set too? Because you're you weren't always like producing the stuff. You were getting on sets as in yeah. other capacities. And I remember you telling me that like, well, Eddie. <laughs> it's hard to recommend you if you don't like have any experience. So like, there's like a missing gap of, yeah. Like I, I need like, and I'm like, Oh, like you're right. I totally, that makes total sense. I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to recommend me. And I show up and have no idea what I'm doing. And not no, be helpful. dang it. So that's what kind of helped jumpstart me as like producing my own stuff. Right. And getting and getting that. Exp- like, you know, I need to get my experience. Like that was so it became a very high priority on like just okay getting it done and finding a way yeah and but that was like I want to find a way so that way I can work with Royce was like oh above, my like, goodness like a big, I well yeah. first off it, sorry if you have to no continue. that's pretty that's pretty much it like I took a <laughs> thank lot you. from uh, thank you you saying it wasn't good enough I'm going to uh, <laughs> well and let me tell you something all right so first off Winnemuc is about two and a half hours away from Reno we would take these drives to Winnemucca, from Winnemucca to Reno for the weekend. We'd have three-day weekends because as super fun and popping and young hipster scene and uh, cool that Winnemucca is, it just, sometimes we just needed to get away and go to Reno. So that's why we would have these drives. I remember the conversation specifically because that summer was pivotal for me. So I remember... And I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in your gaps, but I need to, I need to give you guys some background. I was working at an internship. We were working at an internship ten years ago in in 2012, the summer of 2012. Think about where the economy was at the time. As interns, we were making twenty dollars per hour. Twenty dollars per hour as summer interns. Pretty fantastic. Okay. Then on top of that, they gave us a free place to live. We didn't pay any rent. They gave us free transportation pretty much. We drove about two miles to a bus. Yeah, they would right? bus us every morning. And then they morning. would bus us there to and from. So we drove just two miles to get to work essentially. And all our bills and stuff were paid for, like no electricity. And they gave us a $500 stipend on top of that. This is, I mean, crazy cool. Eight weeks of work, and you got five hundred dollars in addition to your twenty dollars an hour. Uh, <clears throat> bummed out. We didn't get how, more. How many hours did we work? A we day? worked forty hours a week. One time, we worked fifty hours a week, and I was really looking forward to working sixty hours a week and just stacking the money. But anyway, t- we were making, we we're doing great, and I was like, and again, this tug of war that I talked about earlier, had, this has happened to me in the past as well. 
I, for, in high school, thought I wanted to be in film sets and stuff, but I was like, that's impossible. You got to know people. You got to know people. You can't do that. I kind of cut myself short. That summer, we were making great money. And I remember being on Facebook, and a friend of mine, Brian, was paying to be at an internship in Los Angeles because he wanted to do film stuff. And it brought me back to that old thing, and I was that, that old thought I had in high school. And I was like, man, I would rather be with in, in, in Brian's shoes. I would rather be doing that. I would be I would have so much more fun. And that's that summer, that was a very important lesson for me to learn. That summer is when I learned money doesn't matter in terms of like I was going into something. By the way, we had a bad economy at the time. Well, we were kind of sort of recovering. Mining was doing great. But mining was doing great. That was the thing. So it was like path of least resistance. Where can I make money? Mining engineering. When the recession happened in 2008, Elko, Nevada, Winnemucca, Nevada was going, what recession? Gold's popping. So people were mining gold. And, and so that was a big summer for me. Now, my plan originally, even off, even before all this happened, was I'm only going to do it for a few years. And then after that, I'm going to uh, skydive and swim with dolphins. That yeah, was my thing. I'm yeah. going to do what I love. But I was going to do it for only a few years after college to just get a good amount of money saved invest it somewhere in a market and then try and make residual income off that. Uh, I use the word residual, right? Probably. But, um, and then I wouldn't have to worry so much about my hour, low hourly rates working at jobs, like being a skydive instructor, swimming with dolphins, which was all fantasized in my head. I have skydived before and it was marvelous. Swimming with dolphins is still on the list. My point is I even then asked myself, I said, what few years, if I am to pursue this plan, am I going to be wasting in a place like maybe Winnemucca, Nevada, or Elko? These are my 20s, right? There's a ton of hot girls in Winnemucca, and that's a joke. That's a lie. I'm sure to any hot girls in Winnemucca, I apologize. But like at the time, I was like, there's no cute girls here, and I was single, and I wanted to you know, go mingle, out and mingle. mingle. And like, I wanted to live youthfully, and I was like, I'm going to miss a lot. And I said, I came, I came to terms with myself and I said, what do I really want to do? And I asked myself, I said, if I could wake up any day doing, what I, doing something to make money, what would it be? And that's when it was like, oh, I want to be you know, working on film sets or making film sets. Or I think even being in front of the camera was something I wanted to do. But mm. I didn't want to be in anything cringy. So it was my priority to say, how do I make something look good? That, but we'll get to mm. that in a second. So I'm filling you in on the background here because I also said uh, if I could be doing anything, like if somebody else was doing something else that would make me jealous that they're doing it and I'm not, then that doesn't count. And when I say jealous, I don't mean like true jealousy. I just mean more envy. It's a great exercise that I do with a lot of people. I ban out – you can't say rock star or you know professional athlete unless you truly have that capacity. Okay, let's leave those to the okay, side. Okay, got you. So I started doing that mental exercise at around that time, and I do it still to this day. And one of the first people I got to do that mental exercise on was Eddie. So but before you jump into that, yes, can you clarify what the – did you – The exercise, the yeah. mental exercises, if you could what? be doing anything in the world to be making money, what would it be? And really put – Sands <laughs> – Professional athlete, professional singer, okay. um, unless you really are on a track that's close or you kind of have an in with that. But sans that, if you're waking up every day and you see your other friend on on 
social media and he's welding and you're like at the office and you're like, man, I'd rather be doing that, making money. Sure. Then that's that's something. And then I say, all right, now Maybe. put yourself in that welding position. Really close your eyes. Imagine you don't have to close your eyes, but imagine yourself in that welding position. And now imagine you get up every morning, you check your phone, and now you see your friend in um, you know in, in in a teaching position. They're teaching, and you're like, man, I'd rather do that. Really, like carry yourself through like these levels of where would it be where I'm no longer upset that I'm not doing something else to be making money with my day. My um, only pushback on that. Go for it. <clears throat> Is the grass is always greener syndrome. Right. Where you you are, yeah, where you're, you're exaggerating the life that the other person is living and it's actually not what you want. You just think you want it. But, but, and then here's the other part too. Mm-hmm. But if you at least try it, you now have no regrets. I remember telling somebody this, Eddie. They said... I was I, I, I not met, not try the exercise, try the actual thing. Yeah, that, trying the actual yeah, thing. Right. I remember telling this to somebody, Eddie. Uh, they, I, there was this gal I knew named Rachel, and she was hilarious. And I was like, "Have you ever thought about trying acting? Like, you'd be great as an actor, and like, you know, you you should just pursue entertainment. You have that. You have that. That you have it. Whatever it is, you have it. And I'm not. And there's a lot of people that have it, and it doesn't mean that they're all going to be it, but. They should, I think, at least try it if they want to. And she says to me, she says, Royce, I've thought about it, but I just don't want to be like, you know, one of those cliche stories of going to L.A. and working at a restaurant and I'm in my 40s and I have nothing going for me and I'm not there where I wanted to be. And I looked at her and I remember I was surprised at how much conviction I had in my response. And I just said, I would much rather do that than having not tried it at all. Because if I don't try it at all, I'm going to go through my whole life wondering what if. So if you're that guy at the office or gal at the office and you see somebody welding and you're like, I think I want to, I, you know, really think about it for a while. Like really make sure, like have your own, have your own thought process that says, is this really what I want to do? Or is this just because it's Tuesday and we have our meeting in an hour and I'm not prepared, you know? Really like take yourself, if it's, if it's lingering and you're like, yeah, welding, this is it, welding, I want to do all, this is an example. And then you go and you try welding and it sucks. Good for you, I think, because you have tried it and you will now not be going on the next several years wondering what if. And it's a little different in the welding scenario, I think, than a position like where you have to relocate and up, like if you're like, I want to move to New York. But that's a better example. If you're right. There's, 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 different, York, there's different stakes at play depending, yeah. Right. That one, though, you know, being a welder, I guess you could pick that up at any time in your life, right? But moving to New York and living this fantasy that you have, this grass is greener on the other side of, oh, my 20s is going to be great. It's going to be how I met your mother and, and uh, you know, it's going to be an amazing time. It's going to be like friends. And then you go to New York and you find out it's just rats the size of a football on the subway next to you. And you're like, this is terrible. And you haven't once seen Spider-Man like you thought you would. You at least did it. And you can you can be at peace of mind and say I don't like this. That was, and you learn from that. So when you go on to your next, this is what I want to do. Well, smart people would learn from it. When you go on to your next, this is what I want to do. You're filtering that. What could disappoint me this time? Am I, or what, what am I conjuring this image from? Now I want to move to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. And it's like, okay, but is it going to be like Ratatouille or is it going, is Ratatouille in Paris, I imagine? Yeah, I think but, so. But um, that's, so I did yeah. that exercise with you. Okay. Because I had come to my realizing of what it was I wanted to do. And my mind, 
has always been firing right before I go to bed at night. I'm sure a lot of other people are like like this. My I fire out ideas and I can't fall asleep sometimes for two hours. Um, and I just started thinking of some great ideas. Like I was like, oh, I could do a video about this, and I, and I would I would constantly make myself laugh. I, you would think I was crazy because I'm just laughing at these ideas that pop up in my head and how they can be performed. One of the ideas was JC. I had finally thought it, and and maybe we could talk about that later. Um, but when I came to this realization, I was like, man, this is great. And then I I tried the exercise on you. Okay. So one of the things that Yes. How did it go? That you you got backwards is I told you what I wanted to do, and I kept pushing and prying to see what it was you wanted to do. Yeah, that's what I said. I said my thing first. Okay, okay. And then you said your thing second. Sure, same thing. And I was like, (laughs) is he just saying that? I remember thinking, I was like, is he just saying that because I said it? Okay. So that's why I know I said my thing first because I was very vocal about I know what I wanted to do first. And then you had said, I think I also want to do that too. And I'm like, are you just saying that? Cause I just made this up. Like I just, or not made this up. Like I just told you all these cool things I want to do. And now fast forward to working with me. I let's take it. Let's take you through a timeline here. Yeah. Um, but I had started what I did. This was summer 2012. I was going into the fall semester of 2012. Final year, right? My fourth year. I should have graduated probably at five, four and a half years maybe. But this was my fourth year. Not my final year. Your final year. Because you're a year older than me. You're a year above me. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. Right? I forget. Yeah. So I had this plan to go to Perth, Australia. Going into my summer internship, I was going to go to Perth, Australia from you know spring 2013 to fall 2013. I was going to go to Perth, Australia, and I was going to go ahead and not tell anybody I was moving. And I was going to come back with an accent, and I was going to have my head shaved, and I was going to look completely different. I was going to try and re-rush my fraternity and see if they even oh, recognized geez, me. Geez, so dude. cut hair. I had a huge beard, too. Um, like shaved beard, sh- like cut hair, and then I was just going to have an accent and also hopefully just go ahead and change my body a little bit. Like maybe I'll go ahead and work out a little bit. Um, disrespecting a lot of Australians now. They're like that guy. It just, um, but I remember when I realized what it was I wanted to do, I said, I'm not going to be pursuing what I want to do by moving to Perth, Australia to study abroad for a year for this prank. Well, and not even for the prank, for the experience. I was going to, you know, the, prank, the, the prank. university I was going to go to had American football and I was having, you know, missing, I was missing playing football and I just, you know, I thought it would have been cool to be, again, I romanticized being an American and, and like maybe just in a city that nobody really thinks of visiting when they go to Australia. Everyone wants to hit up Melbourne or Sydney or the Gold Coast. Not really many people hit up Perth despite it being, you know, about the size of Philadelphia. It's a big city. Because it's way on the other end of the country. And I was like, man, maybe I'm like one of a few Americans and it looks cool. Anyway, I dropped that. I remember thinking, wow, I just, that's not going to get me where I want to be. As the fall or as the spring 2013 semester was about to start, I was offered a job at the library checking out camera equipment. And I was like, Perfect. I want to learn more about camera equipment. In the fall 2012, I was just kind of making, I was making stuff, but like it was terrible and I didn't know what I was doing. 
and I was just getting out there. So I put, I knew I was putting myself in the position, partially by not going to Australia and by staying where I was and trying to immerse myself, taking videography classes, taking classes that were at the same time as my actual mining engineering degree. Now I'd made the decision. Have I bored you yet? Sorry. I'm doing great. Okay. I made the decision to stick with my degree because we had already done thermodynamics and statics and all these other classes. Woo. And I was like, I didn't do that for nothing. We met in thermodynamics. That was the first time we met. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Martino. I, I believe um, you. He was terrible. Uh, I hate it. I hate that class. Yeah. Um, he never, real quick side tangent. We had a class. This guy did not like withheld which textbooks he was using, withheld the information. There wasn't a textbook for the class. We we're like, where are you getting this info from? He's like, you should just be uh, looking at the notes. And we were like, no, we need to know. And finally we got the co- the dean to intervene, I think, or the college of science intervened and was like, you got to tell these people. Anyway, I decided to keep my degree. I decided to keep my degree because I was like, I didn't go through that for nothing. But I took these classes, videography. Um, I took an improv class, screenwriting class. But one of them, videography, was during my mining class. And there was no flexibility on moving one class or the other. It was They were both on Tuesdays, Thursdays, late. So I delayed my graduation because I was taking this class. And I remember okay. making that decision. You prioritized. I, rem- I remember yeah. saying I can graduate next year or whenever I was supposed to graduate. Or I have to wait till the next spring and I even double stacked classes and I had to get an advisor to sign off on it because I did it for a second year. So the fall of 2012, before I had formally kind of started getting the education and working in the Knowledge Center, the, the Knowledge Center is our library. Um, I still was able to check equipment out, but I didn't know what I was doing. And the first floor is called the At One. The At One. That was where I worked at, the At One. So I worked at the At One Knowledge Center, Digital Media Checkout, the DMC. But I, before I worked there in that fall 2012 semester... And a little bit before, I'd done kind of one or two video projects. We didn't before. really say University of Nevada. University of Nevada, the one, the only one. There's one that calls. There's a there's a place in Vegas that calls themselves the University of Nevada Las Vegas, but they're Nevada Southern. And then there's the real University of Nevada, which is in Reno. Um, Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. So, I did a couple projects and I knew the guy who ran the dynamic media lab, which is where all the Macs were to edit. He's seen me before and he offered me a job without even, I didn't even ask him really. He just kind of offered, he was like, Hey, we're, we're making, we're expanding our department and we need to get people working here. So I just remember thinking, I just need to make videos. And my friend and I, we just started making videos and I just needed to get good at, I just, I knew it was one to be one of those things where in order to get good at making videos, you just got to start. It's a, that, it's, it's a craft. It's a craft. It is. And that's where when you came in and you were like, I'd like to work on stuff with you, by the time you had kind of vocalized that, because you were quiet, right? By the time you had vocalized that, I had already like been almost a year in. I had done a bunch of stuff and I was like, yeah, if I make stuff, if I make stuff, I'll try and get you on to make stuff. And, um, but Eddie, don't take this personally. Sometimes <laughs> he's getting like the end, the, he's finally getting the clarity. Um, sometimes I just no, make no, stuff and no, I'm like, I get it. whoever was around me who I knew knew how to do stuff. I, like my friend Brian, who I ended up, he's one of my best friends now, still lives here in LA and he's a steady cam operator and he's great. Um, but like him, and then I had, we had another friend, Josh. We worked together. We always hung out together. So when it was like, hey, we want to make a video, and it just needed like two or three people, 
we just did it. I, you yeah, know. no, I, I know how. I know. I definitely know how it works. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not blaming you for. Yeah, I don't for, want you to think for, that that was a neglectful thing. No, I never, I never thought so, that. It was just so. Yeah. But I, it still stands true. If you want to make videos, you in order to really get good at it, you just got to go out there and do it. And it's you're they're more than likely going to suck. Fast forward ten years, it's easier to make a video now with TikTok and Instagram and like they kind of have filters for you and there's autofocus and there's rack focus and like the sound, the, the, the media, the form of media isn't so much like you need to worry about the lighting and the, and, and the sound coming clear. We, We did more back then. It was more storytelling back then. Now it's more like do a cool dance or a trend or like who cares if the audio is kind of bad, you know, but that's just how it's gone. But like back then it was like, Oh, I want this to look professional and legit. Um, well, it depends on where you're putting the stuff too. It does. And it yeah. does. It does. I, um, not to say that that's to be disregarded. I'm just saying like, we see so much more of it now, even than we did back then. And so much more of it now you can get away with just like the sound on the camera and people don't care because they've adapted to that. Also, I mean, we've adapted to more like long up and down vertical screens right mm-hmm. for and not certain sideways we still do that on youtube though we still have things in 16 by 9 but um but yeah so a long-winded answer to you eddie on where that came from and if there was ever something i was able to work on where i was getting paid usually it was kind of on a lower level thing and i couldn't really bring people on or i was you know just doing stuff on my own and just being no, like, here's a good sure. idea for a video. And then Brian or Josh would be nearby and I'd be like, want to do it? And they'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I guess, I guess my big takeaway from getting started in the pursuit of the dream of being on set was learning that, uh, there's, there's, um, I mean, which is something that I, I try to help with when, I guess talking on like the podcast and stuff is that there's this mystery of like, how do I like, how, how is he doing? How is he getting on set? Mm-hmm. How, how can I put myself in a similar position to right. be considered? Like, it's just the how it's like this weird magical thing that kind of like, there's a, it's very confusing when you're just getting involved yeah, on how is. to even get started. So how did you approach elevating yourself from, just making stuff to working at the digital yeah. center to actually. Yeah. So after I graduated college, it took me five years to finally move to LA and I'm a social guy, right? right? I can be put in any situation and I thrive. I see where the action is and I jump in there ever since I can remember, you know, when I would move to a new school, I'm like, Oh, that's where the action is. Not shying from that. I'm going to own that. I'm going to be the popular one. I'm going like, I was like that, but LA even for me was intimidating <clears throat> because I didn't know anybody and it was, it was, so I, I, I'm getting to your answer sure. and you're going to hear something, some, you're going to get some redemption out of this answer too. I hope you know that. Cool. I told myself I would never say this, but now I'm going to say it. <laughs> but, um, moving to LA was tough. It was something I kept like, I was like, yeah, I'll do it one day. Stuff held me back, got caught up, did these, you know, and then finally one day, you know, I made the, I, I had moved. The way I got into it was 
I just said, I, I worked a lot in Reno. I was, there was one point where there was, I didn't get a day off for like 48 days. Like I had done something to make money for 48 days straight. I was a long-term substitute teacher. I was working at a restaurant right afterwards where I was working catering gigs or I worked slow motion video booth gigs, like at weddings or corporate events. Like we had a slow-mo video booth, like a photo booth. Or I was flying my drone off here and there, you know, for some money on the side. But I had saved up a ton of money to move out here because I anticipated when I moved out here, it was going to be a struggle. Fortunately, my first roommates, when I moved out here, they were in the industry. I met them on Craigslist. I came out in January and they were looking to rent the place out in February or rent a room out and get a roommate in February. And I met them in January and I wasn't supposed to like, they, they said, we're, we're having an open house later this month. And I was like, I'm in town for a few days. And so I met them and it worked out. And I actually made a, 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 a like a tree of all my jobs and where I've gotten them from and who I've known them mm. from. Cause it's, you know, Somebody once said to me, it's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. I love that new quote. Yeah. I prefer that twist on yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. It, but but, it's, but it is, you got to know people and you have to be personable and, and you have to show promise and you have to work hard. Like, why are people going to hire you back if you're not working yeah, hard? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's about when, if the if the position comes up, the people right. that come to their mind is yes. like, if they if they know right. of you and they're you considering hard, you. They like you. Yeah. Um, and so it was easy. It was not easy, but it's path of least resistance to get these PA jobs, which is the base level you get on a film set um so i just got i just got into paing as much as i could meet people as much as i could i'm interested in doing what you're doing and we're talking reno or la this was in la when i finally moved to I'm, la okay oh, so yeah my question was well i guess we can yeah we whatever can order whatever order you want to go but like the 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 just getting started in Reno too. Oh, how did I just get started in Reno? Because context, yeah, context. I just I thought I covered that, but I with the, with like I just started making stuff in the fall of 2012. Yes, just started making stuff, and then in the spring of 2013 is when I got the job. We're giving out right. digital, and I also, and that summer of 2013 was huge. Just part of my job was I fortunately got to shadow uh, the the director of the whole uh, at one for he was a video content producer and maker and that's why he had the job that he did and he knew how to light things and he was very dp minded and i just got to watch how he worked so that was huge mm -hmm. um i mean most people don't grow their video skills as fast as i did because i was fortunate enough to be doing that project with him and i got to be hands-on and learn um and then also i was um I took the I took his videography class. He was also the videography teacher, spring 2013, and he's one of my great mentors. Brian too. We keep bringing up Brian. We he's one of our great men, great mentors, and I look up to him a lot. Um, so that was that was how I got going in Reno, and then I just made a bunch of stuff. Yeah, because I think about um, contact. Because Reno, when I talk to LA people too, it's thinking about how it's not it's not a film town so there's like pockets of filmmakers that exist in reno and narrative film is a rarity in that town too it's mostly commercial work and yeah stills and a lot of it's weddings weddings real estate and for for video is the main thing and then, com then commercials too or, or yeah products but like so yeah. yeah, not many brands are launching in Reno to get their products made, but that happens. So, yeah. so then thinking about the few narrative projects that would happen, I think I'm thinking of like one in particular. I remember um, it was Matthew Matthew Owens. I was taking a class with him, 
and he got us an opportunity through the class to like come and just drop by the set. And I remember like you were second ACing on that on that project. We we're shooting outside of a house, and it was kind of like. Oh yeah. So then again, I, it's another position where I was like, "Oh man, how did Royce is on this too? Like, how does Ro- I remember <laughs> that one? Oh, and and let me it was tell called you, like Rocket something. It was called yeah. Rocket, and that I did that for three days. I worked on Rocket for three days. It was a short film. I got paid 150 bucks per day. I was uh, set dressing. Um, and okay, you do, the, we're not slating. Maybe no, it was Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh, I wasn't slating. slating. Okay, I was yeah. set dressing. I knew a couple people, which and was cool. The third day, Eddie, was a 20-hour day. It's oh, the longest no. day I've ever worked to this to, to today. It's the longest day I've ever worked. It was a 20-hour day. I got that because somebody on Facebook, somebody on Facebook asked around, does anybody know anybody who does film stuff? And then uh, his friend, who was my mutual friend, tagged me. And then we, he was like, hey, nice. do you need me? And that's how I got that. That was like a, that was, I, I was paid to be on a film set a handful of times in Reno. All the other stuff that I made was just me making stuff. Yeah. So like I, I can think of off the top of my head four times, I think, I know three, maybe the fourth time I wasn't even paid to get paid to like work on a set. You're talking about like Mustang too? Does that Mustang is one of them. Yeah. Uh, which you brought me on. Yeah. Yeah. That was lovely. Very happy about yeah. that. And that was a great experience. Um, so did that kind of answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the thing I wasn't going to say that I'm still going to say because I said I wasn't going to say it, but I already said it. But I I want to make sure I answered your question. No, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. So those five years it took me to move, um, in that time I met my girlfriend who, I, who uh, spoiler alert, we're still together today. Congratulations. Uh-huh, yes. And we live together in LA. Congratulations. But part of the challenge of moving to LA was I met her and I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I didn't want to have any conflicts, but what kind of one of the pushing things that finally told, that made me think that put LA back in my mind. Cause I almost went back to this, like back and forth. I'll be in Reno. I'll be in LA. One of the things that kind of started to like where it started to bug me in my mind again was when you moved here. <laughs> it was when cool. you moved here. Oh, thank you. When you moved here, I said, I, as, as, as rambunctious as I am, you moving here was ex- to me, maybe it wasn't to you or maybe it was, it was a bold move. And it shouldn't be because that's just moving to L.A. But because I had L.A. as this huge, overwhelming, arching place. It, it is overwhelming. It's a beast. L.A. Yeah. is a beast. I'm not going to lie. One of the things – there's ways you can get over it a little bit because you're like – I want you come to L.A. and you're like, everything is happening here in L.A. but where? You know? You're just like it's happening. You know it's happening all around you but you don't know where and you can't see it really. But it's happening. But it's also – so you're, how do I get involved in it? Like you were saying, how do I do this? I didn't know anybody, but I remember you moved in November, right? Mm-hmm. I remember it was in November of 2018 when you moved. Yeah. And that's when I was like, ah. Eddie moved. He did it. Like, he did it. He's doing it. Good for him. But where am I going to be? Like, not not in terms of like, what is this? Making sure, ready, sure. But just like, it, it, it made me a... self-reflect. Yeah. And I was like, do I, I bet I'm in a great relationship you know, and I, I don't want to, like, it's, 
easy. It was so easy for me to just be like, no, but I knew, I knew, especially as time went on, because this for about six months, it was going on. I knew I wasn't like, I was trying to find ways to where I wouldn't regret moving to LA where I wouldn't not regret moving to LA. I don't know. I'm trying to say this. I was trying to find ways because at the base standard, I would have regretted not moving to LA. I would have done, I would have done the thing that I said earlier where I would have kept going on in life and being like, Hey, what if I moved to LA? But I was trying to find things in Reno that I could have pursued that was above that. Right. Remember oh, that gotcha. level that I talked about? If you want to be a welder and then you'd be a welder and then above being a welder, you're being, you know, in, I don't remember the last example I gave no, no, no. of being an architect. So you're considering like, what if I'm just, so a, like, what, what if, if, what if, if I'm if, just a dad? Yeah. What, what, what if I'm just, what if I'm in Reno and I'm doing this and I'm ma- and I'm making a ton of money and seeing you in LA, it was almost agitating because I'm like, Eddie's doing this and I'm pissed off at him for doing this. But it was a good thing because it, it's what drove me. It's what really, it was you now reminding me, whether you knew it or not, you reminding me of like, what do you really want to do? Now it was instead of me in the car trying to nudge it out of you, it was you posting on a story or a post saying, is this really what you want to do? And how poetic is that? I don't even think I thought of it in that way because uh, like I didn't think of it that way, but like truly, I'm not saying this for the entertainment value of it because, but truly you moving here really got the push going for me. And I'm thankful for that. And it was a very difficult conversation I had to have with my girlfriend. And it was a conversation we had in May. So again, you moved in November, six months, seven months later, um, six months later, I finally sat, I finally, we sat down and I was like, I, I need to be in LA. And it was a very very heartbreaking conversation because I didn't want, we had at that point been together for about a year. I didn't want to push somebody to move to where, to, to, to accommodate me. I don't want to impose that on anybody's life. Um, and even though we had been in a great relationship, so I kind of just assumed like, I got to do this alone because she had voiced before she doesn't like love the idea of LA. She's and fast forward to now, she's liking it a little bit more than she's liking it a lot more than she thought she would. Mm-hmm. And um, not to say that this is like her landing spot for for like her dream place, but she can be a nurse here, and that's what she's doing currently. And also, it worked out. She's in nursing school right down the road. Like that actually worked. It worked out perfectly because um, she got accepted there. But my whole idea is just. This is where we have to be for our industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could do stuff in other places, but it probably wouldn't be as lucrative or as um, as fulfilling. And it was you who pushed me in a, in a way. How do you th- how do you feel about that? Hearing that, what what do you think about that? I mean, when you it feels heard great. That? It feels great. No, I like the like you kind of some way joked about the poeticness of it. Where... It truly is, though. It's like it. Um, it's not even a, like really. It it is. Yeah. Where. Um, no, it, it warms my heart, if anything, where it's, cause I credit you for pushing me and then it's nice to take all of those insights and lessons that I was learning from just observing you and like trying to, trying to get to whatever, like mm-hmm. that push and be like, all right, cool. I'm doing everything, everything in my power to get to a position where I want to be at a level where 
Royce will accept me for one. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, I'm again, similar feeling that you had where I had out, you know, I had grown, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was ready to, for my move. And I, for, I guess for my move, I, cause I had the Reno film collective at that point mm-hmm. where I was, I was the head of coordinating a bunch of short films. You started that. I started that. Yeah. Credit to you for that too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Again, I was trying to give people a place to to go that would have opportunities that wanted to. I also didn't know. know how. Again, I also didn't know how serious you were about everything. Because uh-huh. remember, in the when I told you in the car when you had been like, I also want to do this, and I was like, I was like, Did you just say that because I said that. Like, are you just trying to shut me up? I mean, I was I entertained sure. it too because we both liked it, and um, but I was still like, I don't know how serious he is, but we still, you know, ended up doing it. No, no, it definitely warms my heart. Is I guess my answer. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy that uh, I was able to give back. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I appreciate you for that, and so. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad you like that. I was joking, by the way, when I was like, I swear I would never say this. Oh no, no, but, for like, sure. You're private. hype. You're hyping it. Yeah, yeah that's uh, lovely. Um, but yeah, cool. What else you got there? I was gonna ask. Let's let's rewind a little bit. Yeah. Pre movie, you kind of hinted at a, you know some of the projects you're working on. There's a couple of sagas I want to talk about. They're kind of a little bit interlaced. Okay. You extended your stay at the university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, I did the five-year track myself. I was six, yeah. You were six. I was six. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I think that's the norm. And you took the plus. You took the additional time to to self-search and all that. That's kind of, why it took six. Right. Right. All right. So you reference JC, mm-hmm. and then there's also um, you running for yeah student body president that was peak peak of my life so uh (laughs) jc however you want to jump into that stuff so i said earlier yeah i said uh jc was an idea i i had gotten um if you are if you're audio only we talked about my god-given hair right Mm -hmm. and uh and i have a beard and my hair's long and so uh, it looks maybe shorter the way I tie it up, but it does come, it drops to about my mid chest. A little curly. And I remember before our internship, there would be times when I'd have my hair down and people would make this joke. They thought they were being so clever. They're like, you look like Jesus. It's, a, it's not a clever joke. It's not. But I don't know why it took me so many years to go, why don't I just embrace this? And I had the idea when I was, you know, uh, I kind of like played around with the idea right before our internship. And then during my intern, during our internship is when I was like, okay, I want to make funny videos with this. I was like, what if I dressed up as Jesus and, um, and, and I said, well, first off, if I dress up as Jesus, I don't want these religious nuts to come after me and I don't want anybody to, to be mad. So I'm never going to call myself Jesus ever i will be jc and nobody will know what jc stands for j.c nobody will knows what it stands for other than me and a few people and they will be my safekeepers of this way if ever i was in a situation where people are like you're being blasphemous you're being offensive and you need to stop i can always truly say i never once said i was jesus yeah but you dress like him according to what Right. So anyway, I just need to say that going forward. So I came up with this character, JC. And I was like, what if JC was the biggest Wolfpack fan? Just, and like, 
I remember the idea that I had that first came was a picture of Jesus at the time before JC was the concept. Jesus holding up a sign that said, even I hate UNLV. And that was where like the whole thing stemmed from is like, that would be hilarious. That would. Do you want to give context on the rivalry? Oh yes, the, uh, the, the school that calls themselves UNLV, which is really Nevada Southern. Uh, much love to my UNLV friends, actually. Um, but um, it's for fun. UNLV and UN, the University of Nevada and Reno are are rivals. So Reno versus Vegas and, and North versus South. North versus South, right? So that's our football game. Our football game is actually. We play for the most expensive and largest trophy in all of college football, the Fremont Cannon. I hate hate those fun facts. It's the worst. They're the worst facts. The cannon is the cannon is painted the color of the winning school every year. So if Nevada wins, they keep it blue and silver. If UNLV wins, they make it uh, scarlet, not red, scarlet, Mm. and uh, silver. So. <clears throat> that's the uh, so so the canon it, it doesn't look good when it's red. Uh, you can check on a website www.whatcoloristhefremontcanon.com mm. and it'll update you with what color. It's literally just a blank page that's just either blue oh, just or red. Color. Yeah, scarlet. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, I was like, who, what if we who, went? Who has it now? Do you know? We uh, Nevada does. Nevada Nevada is. Not UNLV. It is Nevada. It is us. We have it. Okay. A school in Reno. Nevada Woo! has it. Yeah. Okay. So we win, we win most of those games. So anyway, I was like, what if we had a uh, even I hate UNLV sign? I thought that would have been so funny. And I was like, that, that could be funny. Like, what if I could get fans really into it? Like, what if we could have a bomb student section and people just are into it? And I can, like, really showcase, like, this is a fun place to be. And so it kind of went with that and I would make videos about you know JC walking around the the videos I made during the fall 2012 semester right after our internship was me and a friend just going to events grabbing microphones like this and going and, yeah. and asking people questions like hey what tell us about the the event we're at and then they would you know we would try and be goofy there was they were bad. They were not great videos. I made a video. They were fun. They were all right. They were they fun. Were, they were, were fun, fun to shoot. There was always the pressure, though, of like, how am I going to be funny? And like, because I felt like I had to stick to a certain character when I did it. Um, and uh, there was a video we made. JC goes to UNLV. It's still on. This was like one of the first videos I ever made. It's still on YouTube. The, the video quality is like, you know, the microphone clips a few times, but. It's funny. JC goes around and he asks the UNLV fans if they really know about their team and, you know, kind of don't. Um, and some of them kind of did, but I edited it to make it look like they kind of don't. Um, but the that was like where I started just making videos. And that's why when I told you, I was like, just start making videos. They're going to suck, but get the suck out of the way as fast as you can. And then I was – and then after I had that amazing summer with my mentor and I went from like here to – all the way up here in terms of making video quality. Uh, my mentor's name was Mark. Mark even said to like one of the other students when we came back to school in the fall of 2013, he said, Royce got really good at making videos. He said, Royce got, Royce got really good because he got to work with me and like he now knows how it's done. And I wrote this script like for a JC video. And um, this JC video was basically introducing in a documentary format, but like with a music overlaying it. So there's like different types of documentary. There's like six or seven different kinds of styles. Mm. 
you can portray a documentary. One's like with the Morgan Freeman voice and the penguins are marching. And then another is like run and gun shoot. Mine was very staged where we had talking heads, but there was music overlaying and B-roll in between. And it was just this, who was JC character? But at the end, it looked very good. Uh, and I can back that up with what I'm about to say in a second. But the video got to see, I had oh, to okay, take yeah. it down. I, I, got a, going, yeah. I got a cease and desist from the University of Nevada. I knew it was coming because I put the, the logo at the end of the video and the website to get tickets because that was all I was trying to do was like give them free mark free marketing in a way and because I just wanted I wanted Nevada to be the cool spot for everybody to go to college because that's where I was going to college. So I was like, well, what if I help make it the hot cool spot as much as I can? I'm in the you know a really cool fraternity on campus. I played rugby. I worked at you know the off-campus student housing at the time was the largest off-campus student housing. So I got to, I was, I was well-known and I knew a lot of people and I was like, what if I could do this? And I became kind of this like thing in the student section that everyone knew like after the years. And so I made this video and I remember Mark pulled me into the office when, uh, when I started to catch wind that the university didn't like it. He said, the problem is Royce, the video looks too good he said everyone and i remembered the athletic director doug newth coming up to me the morning i released the video where i was at a tailgate because we released it before a game oh and, no and doug newth comes up to me and he's like hey i saw your video and my heart was pounding i was like oh no this was when it first came out and the first thing he said was that was awesome he was like, we were trying to figure out who in our department made it. We were trying to go around and ask who made the video. He was like, that was such a great video. And I was like, yes, I'm in the clear. But then a week later, he had to call me and be like, hey, um, so you got to take it down. And I also I spoke to Mark, too, uh, two different people. And, uh, yeah, it yeah. sounds like the classic mom-dad thing where the dad's like, at a boy. Yeah, or? exactly. And so I told him, I, I said, hey, I got to know who's saying this. He's like... No, he was very, he's like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say, <laughs> he was like, he's like, let's just leave it at that. Just take it down. I'm like, Doug, I'm going to be respectful. Cause he was worried I was going to raise hell on them. Oh yeah. You can call them out with a follow-up video or. Yeah. Or just like, like be like very pissed off. He's like, no, just like, can you please do it? I was like, well, I, de- I deserve to know who's asking it. Can you please give me the info and trust me, I won't make you look bad. And he's like, all right. So he gave me info to the president's office. So I had to go to the president's office, go to the principal's office in college. And I had a lovely conversation with the person who uh, was in charge of. And who, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was Patricia Richard. Nobody, nobody, I don't care if she was great. We had an awesome conversation about where we see the university. We both care about the university. And Patricia, um, Patricia's been there a while and she was great. And she's like, we, you know. It's a logo. It's just a logo thing. Basically, not even a logo. She was like, we have a lot of people who are upset at this. She didn't say this, but the idea was we love the video, but we can't officially love the video because we love that the video has so much spirit and blah, blah, blah. Like we don't maybe love the video where it stands and other things, but like – um, so I said – because I was speaking to a lawyer at the time because I'm always prepared. (laughs) And the lawyer just told me, he's like – it looks like you're kind of screwed. Just make sure you get it in writing that they need the video taken down. So that's all I told Patricia. I just said, I just need it in writing. They're like, are you sure we're going to have to send you a cease and desist? And I was like, and send me a, that doesn't, that doesn't go on your record or anything. Mm-hmm. So they just 
asked me to cease and desist and I took it down the minute before they gave me the deadline to take it down, which was a Friday at 5 p.m. So I had one more week of the video up and alive. Nice. Um, and so any questions on that? Because then I can segue into the other thing you asked me. Um, no. I, I covered it, I think. That's great. I mean, I still did JC throughout the rest of college. Like, for, like I just had to take that one video down. Um, yeah, I, I guess the only thing before moving forward was is more like takeaways from the experience and like any, it was, sounds, it was awesome. Truly. I mean, everybody, it, it wasn't like viral in t- far as today's standards. It had 17,510 views, right? So not super crazy, but it was the right 17,510 views. It was the 17,510 views of students and fans that cared and the political figures in the state of Nevada, the powers that be from the Nevada system of higher education. And those were the views where it came from. And it was really cool walking around and kind of being, you know, uh, gosh, I hate you. Kinda, you I was, I was, I was well known. Okay, I don't want to use the gonna, F word, uh, but I was the <laughs> F word. I was famous in Reno, and and like I'd be spotted. I was, you know, and it was, it was a cool feeling. Because there was the j- semi joke about you being like the unofficial mascot. Yeah, that was my title. I gave it. I was okay. the official unofficial mascot. Gotcha. The official unofficial mascot. Yes. that was my. Because you mentioned kind of the a little bit of hesit, not the hesitation up front, but just the. The having coming your own back with the JC story and the I'm not officially calling myself Jesus. So right, did you ever, so I always called it JC. Yeah. Did, go did ahead. you ever bump into any sort of? Yeah. So there was there was two times um, when somebody got mad. The first time, and so here's the thing: the first year of doing JC, the first football basketball season. So that was 2012 to 2013. Um. So fall 2012 to spring 2013, a lot of people would be like, yo, Royce. And I would have to, I would have to like, I had to keep reminding people, I'm not Royce. It's JC. You just say JC. And they're like, no, it's Royce. It's Royce. And then they started to get my vision of like, no, no, no. And then after, you know, you know, a couple of weeks, people would be like, yo, it's Royce. And people were like, no, that's JC. We don't, Royce is his manager. Right. And that was, that they were, they started to get the idea of like, we're creating a caricature. We're creating mm-hmm. somebody who loves it. And also I didn't want people to know who I was in terms of my name, my real name. Like when I made that JC video, I had the news hit me up and be like, Hey, so who was it that was in charge of making that video? They're like, we got your information, JC, who made the video? And I was like, you know, that person wishes to remain silent. I withheld when the Reno Gazette Journal, the newspaper, I didn't tell them the name Royce. I didn't want anybody to get mad, but there was two times when uh, people got mad, I think, or offended. Um, but it was funny enough. It was only in that first year because I don't think people quite knew what was happening and what the goal was. It wasn't really that crazy. Just some people were mad and they were just like, oh, stop doing that. And I was just like, yeah, oh, well, it's a free country. Or... One was a student. And uh, I just remember she's like, Jesus, wouldn't blah, blah, blah. I was like, good for him. I'm not. Did I ever? I didn't say I'm not Jesus because I would never say that too. I always mm. walked the line. I was always like, mine, I never once said I was Jesus. I cannot am confirm I, or deny. Yeah. yeah. I'm, am I saying I'm Jesus? That was the fun part of it too. That was the beauty. People would be like, you're dressed as Jesus. I'd be like, according to what? And they'd be like, oh, the Bible? Yeah, that description of Jesus doesn't really look like me from what I know. And there's not really much of a description. And second off, he was probably Middle Eastern looking. And then people would go, well, you're dressed like him. I'd be like, according to what? And even if I am dressed like him, am I claiming to be Jesus? 
right? I just threw up. I, I made sure, sure, sure that I had it as a way where I was like, I had a shield. Um, but I was very nervous the first couple times I did it because I was like, what are people going to think of, a, you know? Now it's like, whatever. You know, I remember yeah. doing it in Jerusalem and getting nervous. That was the, one of the last times I did it. I did, I did bring JC to Jerusalem because, you know, people walking. <laughs> I'm used to the double takes. People would be walking. But in Jerusalem, it's like, a, is this the real deal? It's, did anybody hear horns? Because that yeah, guy right there. Selfie with this guy. Yeah, I got a few, I, and I, I was popular at the, at the market in Jerusalem. But um, and yeah, so so and then another guy I think got upset. But like that, I, I don't really sure, remember sure. that. After that, it, everyone embraced it, and they were like, "This is awesome!" Like people would say, like even Jesus is a Nevada fan, right? Like that was the whole idea. Like who's if Jesus were rooting for anybody, and not not me. I'm saying what other people would think. He's rooting for Nevada. That was the whole idea. Like, who could be the ultimate? Who could, if you could have one the fan, ultimate fan, one fan who's who's well known, who would it be? Well, that's that's hard to top that, right? Yeah. So that was the idea, um, and cool. then that was that was. I didn't think I would ever be so elevated and high from like. I felt like I, you know, it was cool being known, but it was cool like getting that spirit like people would tell me they'd be like yeah we tell people like our student section is freaking serious we got this guy who dresses up and like i was trying to create that people would ask me they'd say what if somebody else comes and dresses up and i was like please I hope they do like, please. please let's get the whole student section to dress up as whatever like let's be crazy let's all get out there and unfortunately it didn't carry on too much but people still respected it respected it <clears throat> so yeah i didn't think i could ever live that Elevated ever oh, no. again, <laughs> and then peaky, fast peak, forward to peak, the next peaking year. Peaking in college, yeah, I got you. Yeah, then I peaked in college the year after <laughs> when I ran for student body president. Okay, so, uh, so you, at this point, you had already established the JC character. Yes, and um, can you give some context on what prompted this move and maybe like the status of the university at the time? And I loved it. Um, prompted the move to to being to running for oh student so 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 now this that so the JC, JC first started timeline is this JC first started 2012 2013 school year JC video happened fall 2013 so that 2013 2014 school year now go to my last year in college 2014 2015 and somewhere along the lines I was. I just remember thinking, kind of having this idea once. It was like, what if I ran for student body president, but like I just told people not to vote for me? I was like, what if somebody ran for something and was just like, don't vote for me? This would be hilarious. Right. And it was just this idea that kind of lingered in my head for about a year. And then as student body elections came up, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I did this? Yeah. And it was literally just as impulsive as that as, you know, 20 minutes before the election deadline, there was only one person who filed to be a student body president. And I was like, screw it, I'm going to do it. And I clicked it. I was like, <laughs> I just applied. And then I remember clicking it and being like, it was just one of those, like, what did I just do? Like, what did I just get myself into? Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just went around to the Knowledge Center because I worked at the At One, and there was a bunch of artistic people that worked there. And I just said, hey. Mm-hmm. And people, uh, let me rewind real quick. Sure, sure. There was a lot of people, you included, not to, not to um, bring up how you were just like, I want to get on these things that you do, Royce, right? Like, I want to be on your next thing, and the JC video is one of it. And I just remember going up to people and being like, 
do you want to do this thing? I just ran for student body president. We're just going to make it ridiculous. We're going to just, I don't care to win. We're just going to make it freaking hilarious. We're just going to like be funny. And people, you know, are a little hesitant. And I would say, listen, everybody wants to be on the project, the next big project, but they only say that after they've seen the project before it, you know, getting the pitch, you don't know if it's going to be successful. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm going to be very upfront. This could look really bad. This could look really funny. But I imagine it being very funny. And I got the most artistic, amazing team of people to just help me make a campaign. That was just ridiculous. My whole campaign slogan was, don't vote for Royce. And we had, um, most people would make their campaign signs out of four foot by eight foot boards. And they would, they would like pyramid them you know, that way, or they would do it long ways. Very rarely would they do it long ways. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make the biggest sign this campus has ever seen. So I doubled them and it was huge. They were just huge. And I just started, I would just get an idea and I'd be like, it'd be funny if blank. And then I would make blank happen. Like, I was like, it'd be funny if we had like a communist propaganda looking vote, don't vote for Royce sign. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we just looked at don't vote for Royce or we just looked up communist propaganda and like, North Korean propaganda, Soviet Union propaganda. And we made a sign, me holding a baby, and it said, "Don't vote, uh, reverse psychology doesn't work, don't vote for Royce. And we used you know, the very acrylic looking letters, the Soviet mm. looking letters, and we had the artwork done. It looked, it looked, it looked um, very uh, howdy, haughty, H-A-U-G-H-T-Y, right? Like very, very full of myself. Yeah, but that yeah. Was kind of, that was the joke. Yeah. That, the joke was like this big shrine of me holding up a baby. Um, and then like just other things I did. Then I, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we made videos, but like of our campaign meetings, but they were like the office and then we would do it. And the thing, I didn't know what I was doing until I did it. And we were on tight schedules. It was like, I remember for six weeks, I probably averaged six hours of sleep every night for six weeks, which to some people, they're like, whatever. Me, I liked my, you know, you're nine full, and a half, full. 10 hours of sleep. But yeah. also that's every night, not just five days a week, six hours. I'm talking every night. I did not sleep. I was, we were up painting signs. We were up, we had to design them. We had to make media content. And I just had an amazing team of people and if I couldn't be as well known before just the JC thing already, that was that was huge. That was so fun. So at what point? Because you mentioned that it was kind of like on a whim that you you like twenty minutes before the deadline. How? Um, at what point does like does it start working? Does like how how in terms of as you're approaching? I don't I don't remember how it worked in terms of like. The voting date on when they start oh, having debates. I'm missing, and you're, and you're like, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm missing. I'm missing an important factor. This was my last year, so I ran. So the elections were from January to March. March was the voting and the final count, and then the student body president would get elected and inaugurated in May, and then run through until the next year. I was graduating in May, but I made sure to look that it was constitutionally okay. I was in six credits. I was enrolled in six credits because I only needed that to graduate. I needed to be in seven in order to be a student body president. So I signed up for a late start sports photography class. That was one credit. And I could drop it because it start, didn't start until after the election. So I just signed up for it 
just to run. And if I had actually won, I would have then graduated a month after. But mm. so that was that's that's part of the comedy of the timeline. Um, yeah. And and so I so January was when the filing happened. I think it was January twentieth, and then. March was the voting. So I'm thinking about well, at some point you're like I have these crazy ideas. I want to. We'll just see. We'll just see what happens. No expectation. And then at a certain point you're like, oh no, it's actually working. I need to have stances. What like what if? <laughs> oh, no, like, I didn't have anything. Sure. So that like, was the I, funniest part. That was the funniest part. I remember I went into a debate and I purposely said I will not be prepared. The only thing I was going to prepare myself on was the constitution of the school or the student union. That was it. I just and that was a page and a half nothing else on purpose. Um, my whole thing too was just, if I had not ran, this other guy would have ran unopposed and, and he won by won. default. He wouldn't yeah. even try. And I think, I think he thought that that's what was going to happen. And then I came in, I came in very late. I announced it very, very late. So he hit the ground running on week one, vote for me, vote for me. Uh, and we had nothing. Because I remember when I clicked file, I said, what did I do? It was like, like my whole world was like, what did I get into? How much work is this going to be? And it was a lot of work. But then we, the week after of not having anything, because we would just think of ideas and we'd be like, how soon can we do this? Let's do it. And we would just do it and we'd make it happen. Yeah. And um, despite only being in six credits, I was also doing uh, an improv class through UCB that came to the university and, um, you know, running, I was still working too. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Cause um, I, I always kind of saw it as I wasn't quite sure on, it doesn't feel like this is layered in whatsoever, no, it's but, okay. um, in terms of keeping the democratic process kind of honest, like I wasn't quite sure on if you're like, I wasn't sure if you didn't like the idea of this guy winning, Without an opposer, like we should at least this. You care about the university, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's at least hear what this guy so, has to, you know. No, whatever. for sure, for sure. And so here's 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 what how I honestly saw this happening. I about a hundred times throughout the campaign flip flopped of like, do I really want to win? And if I had one, I was like, yeah, but then I got to actually like know some stuff for just a month or two and because I would have been gone I'm not even that probably probably just like two weeks um and so at the end of the campaign I had to go on a field trip for mining engineering we had to take a field trip out of state and ours was in Canada that was our field trip and so as the election like the last two days of the election is I was out of town in Canada but I remember I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I truly think I could have won this thing. And here's why. We set, at the time, the student voter turnout record. Um, most times it's about 12% student voter turnout. We were at 20%, which was pretty huge. I got a third of the vote. I had a, over 1,000 votes. My opponent had about had close to 3,000. He was approaching 3,000. So I had a little over a thousand. So I had about 33, 34% of the vote. But I remember thinking, man, if I was there and if I had kept pushing hard, I think I could have won it. Because I held back on campaigning publicly to people. A lot of people, though, thought I was going to be a great president. And some people were just like, this is funny. Let's see what happens if this guy wins. And if I did, because there were, I was finding out throughout the campaign, too, a lot of people didn't like the other guy. 
um, for whatever reason, if you end up watching this, I'm sure you're great. Um, but, uh, but a lot of people were like, no, I don't like that guy. I don't want him to be the president. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, and so keeping the democratic process honest, it would have happened, you know, if people really didn't want him to win or if they just for whatever wanted to sure. vote for me, then I would have done it and I would have done the best that I could for two weeks. And the vice president who well, did care would have been the president. I kind of like the idea of even if there's no expectation of you winning, there's still the process of informing the voters of like he wouldn't have right. any excuse to there's, he's not going to, I don't know. I don't know how it would work if there's no opposer. Like there's yeah. no reason to go up and answer or debate. No, you're not going to, I don't know how it works, but it gives an opportunity to showcase policies and what is your plan? Sure. See the, what, what does prepared look like comparative to unprepared? So like, I had to do a debate. Uh, like I said, it was I just one, right? Was one it? debate. And I felt this one, I I was very nervous for it though, because the, 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 the moderator was Mark Johnson, who was the president of the university of Nevada at so the time. So cool. And Mark is an important guy, debatably the most important guy on campus. He is the most important guy on campus because okay. he's the president of the campus. And there's very few students, I would imagine, that he knows. <laughs> but he knew me because of JC and then also because of this. And I didn't want to waste his time. I, that I felt bad about. We had, for the debate, such a large turnout. Granted, it wasn't a smaller room than usual. They had to have an overflow room, though, which was great. Yeah, I think I was there for that. I was, I was, so, I was there, yeah. And I, I constantly look back on that night every now and then, and I'm like, I could have answered questions so much better. And when I say better, I mean funnier. But there was a question he asked. He asked us like three questions. Uh, first off, he asked us to introduce ourselves, and at the last second, which is the theme of the campaign, thinking of an idea, I put on YouTube on my phone, and I put in uh, "Chariots of Fire," um, dun, 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 right when I was, so I put that on my phone. I didn't know if it was gonna work, so I got really nervous because I was like, "What if this is one of those versions where, like, thirty seconds in, some guy comes in and is like, hey guys, thanks for watching the video. Make sure to like.' Right? I didn't want it to, so I was nervous that that was gonna be what ruined everything but uh for my for my grand moment i was shaky i was nervous and then um i just remember after my intro and this was you know it was funny you know having that on as my own entrance entrance music i would just be writing and people were wondering they're like what are you writing down because in a debate people write stuff down you know so i had a note pen paper okay and people are like, what are you writing? And I literally just the entire time, I was just writing my name. I just, and I'm not, it's not like a, it's not like a, um, it's not like a full of myself thing. I just, I'm good at like practicing writing my name. So I, and I like the way my hand motion works when writing my name or any, you know, I'm sure everybody has it with their name. That's all I was doing though, the entire time to get rid of jitters. It's just writing my name mm -hmm. the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my friend Ren, he told me, he said, just tell them about the three Ps and make up the first two. They could be anything, but let the last one be patriotism. <laughs> so I said it in my intro. I was like, and I'm all about the three Ps. And then I just made up two words. I was like, patience, persistence, and patriotism. <laughs> but we just made, like, it was just, yeah, yeah, think yeah. of an idea, do it. And then a time came up, Mark Johnson asked a question about a certain policy now, I did know of the policy, but I didn't know the name of it. 
So when he asked me, he was like, what do you think of the XYZ thing, right? The XYZ act. And I was like, I don't know what this is <laughs> at all. And I almost clicked, you know, like to talk, you had to click. I almost clicked and said, could you please tell me what that is? But then I thought, that one looks so good. It would be funnier if I just answered with the most vague thing ever. And so all I did was I just, I basically said, well, listen, the XYZ Act, it is, I'm just saying XYZ Act. I was like, the XYZ Act, it's a great, it's a great thing. But it has its downsides. And I think there's a lot of things to, I just made up a thing about, I didn't talk yeah. any specifics at all because I didn't know what I was talking about. And then my opponent answered, out of all the questions for him to get second, because I got, it went me first, then him, and then, or him first, then me, then me first, then him, then him, then me for the three different things. And then he was like, so delighted to be able to answer that question properly. But nobody cared, I feel like. Really. Uh -huh. like and then there's his team going, good job, good job, right? And I was just like, I, I just remember thinking, once he started answering, I was like, oh, that thing. I know what that is. Like, I've heard of that before. Like, it was something about dreamers in school, like, and doctor yeah. kids. But I didn't know what it, what he was referring to when he first said So it was great. Everybody was laughing, just knowing he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. And I didn't. But it was funny. Yeah. It was for the comedy. And uh, I'm in the end, I'm glad I didn't win because that would have taken more work. There was definitely more comedy potential to be had if I did one. But that would have taken more work where I was already so far behind on schoolwork. And I probably would have had to have gotten... Yeah, for the best, yeah. I probably would have had would have gotten expelled, uh, what do they call it, impeached because of my grades. <laughs> and I wouldn't have passed and I wouldn't have graduated. Mm -hmm. So... For the bigger picture. Yeah, because the only uh, policy I remember you guys pushing. Oh, yes. This was big. Is it the toilet paper? Toilet paper. We said we have to have something that we run on. And I was like, you know how I got this? Well, I just said, who would be the stupidest sponsor ever? And I just, I don't know why. I just said, Charmin toilet paper. So what I did was I said, yeah, Charmin's sponsoring us because we believe. And then I tied it in. I said, because we believe that the toilet paper on this campus is crappy no pun intended we would say that we weren't we would we would tell people we wouldn't say we were sponsored by Charmin, but we would allude to it as if we definitely were but weren't allowed to say so we'd say are we sponsored by Charmin? cha-cha-cha Charmin, feel the difference no we are not sponsored by them who are a great company you know and we would just like right, say right. something like that and during the debate i whipped out a big thing of Charmin. were you there do you remember that I he said remember. what do you believe in and i said we need better toilet paper boom and i just i said, logo out right and so Charmin had no idea we were doing this and we were hoping though that they could at least uh, see it in, in through social media somehow. Never got to them. But it was a great time. For six weeks, it was the buzz of the campus. You know, we had funny campaign signs. We had funny campaign videos. It forced the other team to step up their game. And I know for a fact mm. they were very concerned that they were going to actually lose and they were going to be very embarrassed. And I totally understand that because that would be embarrassing to lose to somebody who's not necessarily... Yeah, inclined and knows nothing. But I checked off, you know, in college, I checked off all the boxes. I played rugby. I worked at the, worked on campus and off campus at very, you know, cool spots. I was in a fraternity. We were in the founding major of the school. Like we were very, I was very Nevada. And then I did ASUN, which are student government, associate students, the University of Nevada. So congratulations. So I did it all. Very, and, no, 
You did. I did. And man, that was peak performance. <laughs> Stop. It doesn't, doesn't. You're implying, well, that's, it's like a half of, of applying that. Uh, you'll, you'll. It doesn't get better. If you're going to say life gets better, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, that, was the, that was the peak pinnacle of. Hopefully not. But then that's pretty, that's pretty, those are pretty high highs for sure. I so, lived college. I pretty, loved it. I did not. So I, <laughs> I did not, <laughs> which we don't have to talk about here, but. Well, there's not much to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that was the whole story. Yeah. Um, I pretty much watched Royce in, in live college. I was like, this is, that looks really fun. <laughs> Can I uh, be a part of that one video? <laughs> and then sweet. I'm good. You were um, part of a couple. You have yeah. the don't vote for Royce. Yeah. Man, I was under so much stress. Sorry if I was, if I was snippy. For anybody on that, no, on Dilma Voice, that was great. Low sleep, we didn't have good scripts really after the. It wasn't great. I look back on it and I'm like, we could have done it so much better. They're fun. It was fun though. And under under the circumstances, there's plenty, plenty good. Yeah, is my take. All right, I feel like we can um, write this one out with uh, talking about uh, the 500,000 mile uh, IKEA. Kia. My 07, my O. What's the most amount of miles you've ever seen on a car? Ask yourself right now. Or that you've owned personally, or, or, that, that or anywhere. And the answer is not as many as my 07 Kia Spectra. Well, maybe now uh, there might be some. Yeah. My 07 Kia Spectra is 581,000 miles. 581. Uh huh. My dad bought it brand new in 2007. He was a courier, so he drove a lot. Um, he would puddle. He would probably get an oil change once every two weeks, two to three weeks. And he took care of it. And so same transmission. He needed one new clutch and that was at 516,000 miles. So his car broke down at 516,000 miles. Um, and he needed, he put it in the shop. We weren't sure what it was, but he started renting a car. But also at around that time is when he got sick and then he got cancer or we found out he had cancer. He probably had it for much longer. And then he eventually passed away. I inherited the car. We always talked about taking it to a million miles. And so I keep the car still today. That was another thing that messed me up about moving to LA is it's a stick shift. And Ooh. I didn't want to drive a stick in traffic. And I hate it still. But to make things worse, going into second gear, which is a big traffic gear, it would grind. It would go, right? So I had to like play around with the, the, the levers, the clutch and the acceleration before I could properly shift it. And even then still, it didn't work sometimes. Um, and I was like, I don't want to deal with this when I go to LA. But I eventually got it fixed, and still same transmission. I did get it a little, a little touched up though while they had the transmission open to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, but same transmission, only one clutch change at 516. And because I told my dad we're going to take it to a, or we talked about taking it to a million, so I've kept the car, and we're at 581 right now. I have so he passed away in 2014. So I in eight years um well not fully eight years because i didn't get the car until november that's less than 10 a year yeah yeah so he's done and i'm not at that mark yet but so he i mean so what was it was more remarkable in 2013 saying what's the most amount of miles you've ever heard on a car and then somebody might say more than five hundred thousand, and then you'd be like okay well how old's the car and they'd say oh it's an 87 this and then we would say ours is an 07 because in six years oh yeah as far as i know it was on world record pace for a car to hit a million miles 
Um, so, and it was a Kia and everybody's like, that's a Kia. And every mechanic is like, you take so good care of this, such good care of this. And so we're keeping it going and that's special to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, I'm you, glad so, I kept you, it. so you do, you have it here, have it here. And that's your normal commuter it's car? It's my normal commuter car. Okay. It is dang. what I drive. It's a, it's a beast and I, I love it. And but I'm also really hoping a million comes sooner rather than later because a Tesla well, I mean, also at, seems nice. At this rate, we'll see. Yeah, we'll I'll be, see. <laughs> we'll see. Not to be my son carrying on. <laughs> uh, yeah. But hopefully, because I know my car died out this last summer uh, at two hundred thousand. My Honda Civic. Did you give it oil every three thousand miles? It was not uh, well maintained. There you go. Um, I have a history of neglect neglecting my machine uh, transportation machines the ford ranger died my uh the honda civic died and my motorcycle blew all my cars are dead blew blew a couple of engines on uh my motorcycle as well yikes so good luck to my new car (laughs) we'll see i'm trying to do a little bit better a little baby fiat Fiat? yeah yeah Yeah, you're gonna get you're going to get a lot more parallel parking opportunities. Oh, that, that was so good. It's so lo- I love it. Yeah. I love that's it. nice. Yeah. So anything else? That's, that's, we'll just see where things go forward. You know, I was supposed to do the Joe Rogan podcast, but I told him I was booked with you and, um, so I'm keeping this priorities. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I, uh, who knows? Who knows what is to come in the future? No, this is great. I, I guess. I guess. I guess the only question, I don't know that I that I usually jump to. I, we kind, you kind of talked about it a little bit already, but this is, it is a new year. It We're in twenty twenty two. Two oh two two. How? What are your? Do you do an expectations setup, or how do you how do you approach yes. this? this yes, new I do. Thing? Yeah, how do you I, do I it? started this last year. Um where I have a calendar and I was pretty on it. It's over there. It's behind the camera. Yeah. Um, I have a calendar and I try to make monthly goals because year goals can get lost after a few months. So I try to do monthly goals and all of last year I have physical goals, like physical fitness goals and, or, or I have physical fitness tests that I do every month to see where I'm at and to monitor myself Mm. and to make sure I'm not falling out of shape. And I, what do you have an example of a goal? Like, do you go and time right, a mile, so, or what do you do? Yeah, so I have I have a series of tests. So they are the mile, they are amount of push-ups I could do in a minute. Here, I have it on my phone. Where do you go for the mile? How does that? Where do well, you, your phone's on where, the. Uh, where's my phone? Where's there? my phone? Let me grab my phone. Where do I go for a mile? Well, Eddie, we live in the valley in Los Angeles, and one of the beautiful things about the valley in Los Angeles is that each main street. There's first, it's a grid, right? The valley is a the much of the valley is a grid, and the distance between each main street is half a mile. Now, if you're going north south this way, if you're going north south, that's each half mile is cut up into eight streets, and if you're going east west, each mile or each half mile is cut up into four streets. So, I could just look at a map and determine how many, like, oh, I need to go. I need to go two. I need to go half a mile, either half a mile, one full block this yeah. way and back for a full mile, or I can do um, two this way and four north, right? Like two but, east west, okay. four north. The, of course, I mean the issue with that, of course, it's not like a true. 
track. If it isn't, and so you have those traffic lights. It's and, not going to be well. So and that's the thing. And, I run uh, in the neighborhood. That's the thing. I run in the neighborhood, and there's no traffic lights that stop me. Am I maybe off by you know a uh, hundred feet or so? Or, okay, okay, it's whatever, close enough. For it's what close you enough need. because it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh, accurate. It's pretty it's it's close enough. Like I said, if I'm running an eight minute mile one month and then the next month I'm running a ten minute mile, I know that that's not a discrepancy on the mile. I know that that's a discrepancy on me, and something needs to change. Um, eight minutes is okay. But here's my tests. You ready? Sure. So they are mile time. Uh, now I've changed it to how many jump lunges I could do in a minute and a half, how long I can do a wall sit, uh, how long I can do a plank, how many push-ups I can do in a minute, how many dips I could do. I have a dip bar. How many dips I could do in a minute, how many pike push-ups I can do in a minute, how many Australian rows I could do in a minute. On my dip bar, I could do Australian rows. And uh, the maximum amount of hang time I have where I hang on the bar. So how long can I just hang on the bar? And then every month I measure my biceps, my forearms, my quads, my calves, my chest, my belly, and I measure my weight every month. I don't do it every day like Mrs. Maisel obsessively. I just do it once a month. And, that's, Little, and that all happens the same day. Is it like a so no so so it used originally I did it all in the same day and I was like that's too much. It is it's, a lot. It, it's three days. Legs. Uh, so the mile, the wall sits, the jump lunges, and I give myself plenty of rest in between each one. I try to be as fresh as I can. So it takes about the normal time to work out, just hanging out. Yeah, fresh for, enough. Yeah. Fresh enough, right? Uh, and then the next day is all the push stuff, upper body push. So the push ups, the pike push ups, the dips. And the plank. The plank is kind of like a warm-up for the other things. And then the pull stuff, which is the pull-ups, the Australian rows, uh, the chin-up hold. Oh, I do a chin-up hold and then an arm hang hold. How long can I hold the chin-up hold Mm -hmm. and then an arm hang hold? And then the day after is when I do the measuring. And I only do it once a month. I don't want to do it every day. I don't want to wedge. I will weigh myself maybe every day, not yeah. just when I'm curious. Sure. Just like, hey, I just ate a big meal. How much am, How much do I weigh? But I don't put that in there. I just do it once a month because I can now graph 12 st- statistic points throughout the year of just being like, okay, where's my trend? And if I'm going, my belly is, uh, my weight is getting bigger and my belly is getting bigger, that's not good. But if I'm going, my weight is getting higher, but my biceps grew by half an inch, okay, that makes up the muscle. You can track where it's going and I can, stuff, yeah. That's kind of the idea. It's like I'm not just looking at the number on the scale and you know judging everything from that. Um, so those would be my physical goals. But So I, I kind of do that. I maintain with my calendar. Um, I have uh, financial goals right? that I'll do kind of every month. I track my spending. I track my mm-hmm. expenses. And I have like a goal of what my ratio is to be. And then this year I said, you know what? I want to come up with now that I've spent like a year in LA, a true year. Yes, congrats. Yes. Technically, I'm coming up on two years, but coronavirus, I moved back to Reno for five months while still technically like I still had a place here, but I really wasn't here. Now that I've been here a year and I've just PA'd a bunch and like just got contacts and just started doing that, now I think I want to start making that jump. And I don't know exactly where. This is, I'm trying to figure this out of filling that hole that we talk about, right? And that, that hole that I came to fill, what do I have to do creatively? Going to the comedy show with you was really nice to be like, maybe I could go up there and tell some, tell some of my stories. Maybe I can, you know, maybe they'll think I'm funny. Maybe they won't. But um, I would like to start, 
unfortunately, I don't have a quantitative goal right, yet for right. creative, but I want to do something like that um, because that's why I moved here. Um, and I might not have had to have moved here to do what I want to do. Like if I start a YouTube channel, I didn't have to move to LA to do that. But being around other people, it's, it's a conducive environment. Yeah. So it helps. And, and I can do production stuff on the side. And the great thing about being freelance is I can choose to work when I when it comes or I can choose not to if I don't want to. Yeah. When the job ends, I can take time off as long as I want. Because I think about the plus of being in L.A. is you have the opportunity to collaborate with L.A. folk right. on the stuff you're making for your YouTube channel, whatever. Like Even if it's just, you know, just the YouTube channel. You can utilize the resources right. that are here. That's what, that's what I think, too. It's funny, actually, kind of sort of unrelated, but there's this girl who I know from college, and she has been getting some followers on Instagram and TikTok. Nice. And uh, I guess she moved down here. And the way I found out she moved down here is because I was at the supermarket, and she just goes, hey, I know you. <laughs> and she, like, pointed at me. She, like, was – she couldn't believe it was me. And I was like, Chandler, what are you doing here? She's like, I live here. I was like, I live here. And um, wow. I don't think she needed to move here either to do, you know, kind of what maybe she wanted to do. But it is a conducive environment. The weather's nicer most of the year. So it kind of limit doesn't limit to you as to if you need to go shooting outside, you don't need to worry about snow or frigid weather or anything like that. Yeah. So. All right. So you got the monthly stuff and monthly then stuff. some some vague classic i gotta figure that test, out test out the water just this first some, month there's something there this first month um i've i'm still kind of in holiday mode because i have people visiting and i have to go out of town so february is february is when my new year kind of really starts and at that point i'll be able to more folk i'll be more focused hopefully and be able to have something Sounds set good. in place what about you me um me me <laughs> the plan is I since moving to LA, I'm I, I can track my trajectory on the script supervisor freelance work. Like I want to get on the, the I want to join the union this year. That's that's, a, that's huge. That's a big one. Um, I've I went through the yeah. It's a whole whole ordeal with turning the days in on that and stuff. That's been a thing. But I'm trying to focus more energy towards that so I can clear that hurdle and. Just join already. I want to be on those bigger sets with the big boys. Yeah. Woo! That'll be so cool. I'm so excited. That would. Um, and then you can bring me on to PA. Get <laughs> <laughs> me to PA? I know a guy. Um, so there's a script supervisor goal, and then there's a directing one, because I, I directed two features last year. And Congrats. then, thank you. And then, uh, so getting one through post and pushing that through the festival circuit, which I've never done before. That's a thing I want to try out this year. Yeah. Um, and just keeping that stuff going. It's like I, if, I'm, if I'm producing another project in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, this is what I've done before. How do I, again, raise the bar on myself? What, who, who, at least elevate the people that are around me or elevate or put money in different places or come up, come with different creative ideas to ex experiment with different stuff or, sure. or try to get different talent levels, on, whatever. I know um, one big one is like I I'm I just want to get budgets. It's kind of <laughs> kind of the goal. Find money for projects that I'm doing. I know um, that I've got one in the works for a, a short film 
that I am trying to lock funding in for because I've made two features for essentially like 10 grand, which is like nothing. Oh, that's really impressive. Yes, thanks again. Uh, so getting like more money than that and doing a short film will put me in this situation where I can I can experiment with new stuff, whatever. Elevating the content, elevating um, every you know, raising the bar in every aspect is the the continued goal. Is like it's not Good. it is not fulfilling enough to just oh I know I can make a two day short film with people that I know like that's that's right. It's like. Like in passion projects, right? a lot yeah. of people can try yeah. a passion project, but in getting it to be going somewhere into making it sustainable is is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Who can I who can I convince to be in you know whatever whatever thing I can right. challenge myself with? So not getting complacent with what I've done and continue to give that challenge of uh, it's it's uh, it hurts the the tummy in ways of uh anxiety build of and make make the creative push i don't know if how you feel about it but like sometimes the stuff that is was made in the past isn't good enough oh yeah i look at all my stuff that i thought was great and i'm like sure sure even the jc video that we were talking about now i watch it and i'm like but it was good it still is like decent but i mean i Guess there's more creative errors. Yeah, well, and plus we 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 all grow. We've all gained right. experience, so it's like, wow, that was good for who I was then. Yes. Now, now, now it's time to up the game. Every every time, it's yep. just a challenge. So yep, that's keep, it. Keep keeping it going. Well, happy New Year to you. <laughs> happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to, to you. you. <laughs> Best of luck to everyone, and uh, follow your dreams. Where can people follow Royce? Man, I've been so bad at social media. Yeah, I really have. have. Is I that a goal? Of, you know, though I remember the last New Year's goal that I truly like nailed was in 2017. <coughs> I said, I want to be better at posting on Instagram. And I posted 14 times that year. And I was like, heck yeah. But I also had a very eventful 2017. So after that, I kind of stopped posting because nothing got like suit. Like I didn't mm. go and travel the world like I did. And um, so if people want to find me, I guess the best way would just you know they can uh, Instagram. They can Instagram. They is, that can, the, is that the best yeah, first ca- and, casual? Yeah, follow? For, I guess I guess so. Or is it, I mean, is is that the place where you're going to be where you would post updates if you were up to stuff? Yeah, that, I guess so. I guess Instagram would be good. Maybe I should get better at Twitter. But you can find just Royce Foyer F E U E R if you uh, wanna wanna search it on Instagram. I'm the only one. I'm the only one on awesome. Twitter and Instagram and in the U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo banking system and uh, Facebook. So great. Yeah. Cool. I guess we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I really have to pee. So you I hope great. we do it. Yes. Looking forward to, to all. Watching of, me pee. Watch, yes. Great. All right. Bye, everybody. Okay, goodbye. Oh, oh, oh.